This is Fred Stoller. You may know me from Seinfeld, Dumb and Dumber, Get Off the Phone, Everybody Loves Raymond, and the original OG Thrill Seeker. You know what I did? I'm going to rent a movie. I'm not going to rewind it. That's why I love this podcast. You are listening to Massive Late Fee with Mike and Mark. Oh, yeah. I used to just uh, return videos and not rewind them. Screw that late fee, yeah. Well, hello everybody. Welcome back to Massive Late Fee. My name is Mark. With me as always is my co-host Mike. How you doing, Mike? Not too bad, and yourself? Good. We've had a good week here at the Late Fee. A better week than Matthew Perry. Did you hear about this story? Um, Was it something about like he matched up with like an 18-year-old on a twi- uh I don't know. Something Raya, I believe it's called. I don't know. Yeah, it's a a dating app, an exclusive dating app for stars and celebrities and people like that. Uh, yeah, you have to uh, be verified to get on there. She apparently she was nice. I I love the way they tell the story too because I was reading this article and they were like, she was nineteen at the time. She's twenty now. And then when they talk about Matthew Perry's age, she's like, uh, they're like, uh, he's fifty one. <laughs> Like currently, he just turned fifty-one, or like they made sure that they made her as young as possible and him as old as they could, and still be telling the truth uh, in the the article. But I don't know what you think about the the thing, the the whole story. I I showed the story to my wife. I read the story to my wife completely. I said I just want to know what you think about this. I didn't tell her what I thought about it because I was like, maybe I'm being a dick. Maybe I'm seeing things from the man's point of view and being an asshole, but I read her the story and she was, she thought the same thing I did. But basically for those of you that don't know, yeah, Matthew Perry, uh, like a year ago, I guess sometime in 2020 matched up with this 19 year old quote unquote model. Uh, basically she takes pictures of herself and puts them on Instagram, uh, on the Raya. And she asked, like he said, Hey, do you want to have a conversation? Like a phone conversation or whatever they matched up and she said yeah you know that's cool and he said can we do facetime and she said yeah and then they talked and she posted the the video uh on her tiktok uh, which is the only tiktok of hers to go viral and and blow up um and then she eventually she took it down um but basically she was like, oh, I just want to, I wanted to let people know that like these older Hollywood guys are, are, you know, preying on young girls. And I guess Chrissy Teigen called uh, the behavior creepy and stuff like that. And it's like, I mean, I just, I get so sick of this shit. So this dude looking at it from this point, from his point of view, and she said like, he didn't say anything creepy. There was no like overtly sexual talk or anything. He said, let's, you know, play 20 questions and get to know each other. And they just asked each other questions, stuff like that. Um, and she said that she didn't even have any interest in him. She didn't date older guys. And she did it just kind of as a joke. By the way, on, apparently on this Raya thing, you can do filters by age. So apparently she didn't filter out 51-year-olds or 50-year-olds or however old he was at the time, uh, you know, for whatever reason. Um, and she had no intention of going on a date with him. She did it for a joke and then posted it on her fucking TikTok. Uh, I, I just think this is horrible. And it's just shitty behavior on her part. Yeah. And, and like, you know, like I said, I mean, if you don't want to date a 50, a 50 year old or whatever, when you're 19, I mean, I, 
I'm I wouldn't date a 19 year old now, even if I wasn't married and I'm younger than than Matthew Perry. But I don't think that it's anyone's business if 19 year olds want to date. They're both consenting adults. If consenting adults want to date each other, regardless of the age difference, then who gives a fuck? And if you don't want to date somebody that 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 that's a, that that is that age, then uh, change your filters. And even if you don't change your filters, don't say, "Oh yeah, let's talk." You know, like I, I just think it was terrible. Yeah, I, that's so. If she's doing this as a joke and he's a creepy one, I mean, it's okay <laughs> that like Madonna's like dating like I think he's like twenty something year old guy. No one, you know, it's like, oh, go for her. Good, good job. That's female empowerment. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, but this is just kind of like how you know naturally uh, you know people have evolved. You know. Women often want a man who has, you know, the resources to help raise a child, and a man always wants, like, a, not always, but often wants, like, a young, vibrant, you know, person who's capable of carrying his children to term. I mean, that's just kind of how it is. I mean, if she thinks she's the first person who ever, like, found a uh, Hollywood celebrity that, you know, was way older than her that was interested, uh, then she's very naive and probably just stupid. Yeah, exactly. I, I just I just thought the, the whole thing, I was like, this is terrible, and... I think that she should get banned from that dating app uh for sure. And it's like there's 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 a di- there's a difference between like Harvey Weinstein and dudes doing the like the shit that he was doing and someone who is single on a dating app uh you know messaging another consenting adult no matter what their their age is. And there was there was one with Ben Affleck too apparently. I didn't watch the whole thing. I mean Ben Affleck's had some problems in the past uh with with me too stuff. Uh, I I don't think necessarily accusations. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. didn't he like corrupt someone's shoulders or something like that? Yeah, I, I, there's there's been like some light, like nothing huge, but there's been some light, like not like Casey Affleck level stuff. Right, exactly. Maybe some harassment stuff, but more more that he like knew some of the stuff was going on and just kind of like you know turned the other way or whatever. Um, so I mean, I like like I said, I'm not necessarily saying that. Ben Affleck's a good guy blanket, but, um, but I think that, uh, this, these kind of things is, it's just to, to get views on TikTok. And I think it's, it's terrible. Yeah, it's pretty dumb. But anyway, uh, I'll tell you what, Mike, I don't know if I, if I'm going to have a lot to talk about as far as stuff I've watched. Cause once again, I did, I haven't really watched i mean we watch my wife and i watch that show good girls which i've told you about before uh and and they've had some new episodes but what i've been watching a lot lately kind of binging again is breaking bad yeah yeah i don't know i feel like i like breaking bad but i've seen it maybe once or, once or twice through it i'm i'm fine i don't really need to see it that much more i mean it's i don't know but when i rewatch it i like it less if that makes sense yeah, I can see. I can see what you mean. And I've whereas a show like The Wire, the more I rewatch it, the more I, I like it. There's more like subtleties and that kind of stuff that I missed the first time. Yeah, like I think it's. I think it's probably just like uh, Breaking Bad. Both when I was watching it and since it's aired, it's just been analyzed to death. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that I think that's part of it. Um, I've watched it once all the way through, and then I've probably wa- I've watched, you know, episodes here and there that I like. Um, you know, a few a few different times. Um, this is the like the on, the second time I'm watching it from like beginning to end, and I kind of see what you're talking about. Where it's like, 
I, I've skipped some scenes, you know, like, I mean, I've like, I'm binging it, but I'm, I'm kind of skipping here and there, uh, you know, episode to episode. And I'm definitely skipping some of the stuff, like a lot of the stuff with Walt Jr. And, and even a lot of the, uh, Skylar stuff, it's like, I don't really care about, like there's, there is, it's Breaking Bad's an awesome show. Don't get me wrong, but it's not a perfect show. There's, there's some stuff in there that I'm like, mm, this is not super interesting. <laughs> Like it's, I think it really doesn't pick up until um you get like the, all the main players like uh, you get um shit with Gus and like Mike and you know mm. that whole crew in there because I mean Tico is he's okay he's kind of boring I feel at first but then yeah. when you have like a really like you know organized effort and like you know you have like of course as long as you have like uh, you know Saul is in there too and he's a really fun character it, it really is really when it accelerates like that is when it picks up like. I think I just started to watch it a couple times. Like, I, it took me a while. I had to watch it uh, uh, twice to even get past, like, the first, like, season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the – so where I'm at right now is at the end of season three, I believe, which is where, in my opinion, it, it starts to become the iconic show that, that people – when people think about it, that, that people remember. Because it's – you know, Gus is now – in the picture, Saul is in the picture a lot more. Bill Burr's about to show up for the first time. Um, and it's that, what, like, you know, half measure and, uh, or, yeah, half measures and full measure, uh, those those two episodes back-to-back where, uh, you know, the one ends with Walt uh, slamming into the, the drug dealers that, that kill, um, oh, I can't think of his name. Her, his, her son's name is Brock. Uh yeah, uh, I don't remember. God, they just said it too, and I can't remember his name. It's it's a. It was uh, her brother, wasn't it? Yeah, because uh, what's his name kills her. Yeah. Uh what? Yeah, what's Todd? Um, but yeah, or was it or was it uh, their friend? I can't remember. Com- combo, combo. Yeah, he kills combo. That's right. Her brother killed shot combo. That's right. Um. Oh yeah, that's right. Then they kill. That's right. Because then they kill him, and then uh, he kills them. Yeah. Yeah, because Jesse's about to get himself killed. That then that like what a great! I remember watching it the first time and being like, "Holy shit!" When he just looks up and he's like, "Run!" Great. Oh, I feel sometimes the timing on the show is a little too perfect too. Like it's almost like mm-hmm. you know not quite within the realm of possibility. Oh yeah, there's definitely some times that stuff like that's happened for sure. Like I've noticed a couple things, um, and there's some things that are like they're cool little Easter eggy type things. But when you watch it more than once, it's like it's a little obvious. Like when when Badger uh, gets busted by DJ Qualls, and he's sitting on a bench that uh, you know has better call Saul on and stuff, and it's like, yeah. yeah, I mean, I get it, like, but it's you know, like that's the lawyer he's gonna use, and that's the name of the episode, and everything, like. Everything's a little bit too tied together sometimes. I mean, there's parts that, you know, like are fine, but I mean, like the whole, like, sub, there's several subplots and I just really don't care about, like, um, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, what's his name? Uh, shit. Uh, Grant, uh, not Grant. Uh, Hank's, uh, Hank's wife. Oh, Marie. Like her, like, her whole, like, yeah, her whole, like, you know, uh, shoplifting and going into, like, you know, houses that yes. are for sale and making up stories. I mean, yeah. And they kind of drag that out, like, a little way too. I mean, I mean, they could just do one or the other. I don't think they needed both. Yeah. It's like, okay. I mean, I get her. I, I guess the point is that none of them are clean, kind of, you know, like, 
They so sure, yeah. It's like the impact of like you know, even on like the uh, the hunters of the criminals is you know, mm-hmm. it, it just affects everything. Sure, yeah, because because Hank, you know, he goes like, I mean, granted, uh, he thinks Jesse is responsible for this, and I guess in some ways Jesse is. But that call about Marie being in a car accident, she really wasn't. And then Hank just like, you know, it's when you think about it, it's even more egregious because. He had to travel from that place to Jesse's house. There's been so much time between, like, he went from the ho- he went from the hospital realizing that nothing was wrong with Marie to the junkyard realizing that the thing is destroyed, then to Jesse's house, and in that whole drive, he still fucking charges up and beats the fuck out of uh, out of Jesse. It's really like egregious like he had a lot of time to think about the ramifications of his actions and he still allowed himself to go there uh so i mean like and in that bar fight that he got into you know that there are things he does where he's not completely clean either so i get kind of why they put some of that stuff in there with you know rounding out the rest of the characters and kind of rounding out the world and, and seeing that you know all these people have the you know, some kind of darkness inside of them as well. And it just depends on like kind of how far they push it and things like that. But like you said, a lot of the Marie stuff, I don't care about some of the Hank stuff. And I really like that actor too, but some of the Hank stuff, I don't care about that much either. Yeah. I mean, his whole recovery after being shot up. I mean, if that was more off screen, that would be fine with me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I get that he's injured. I don't need to see every, you know, little like, uh, step on the road to recovery and like when when he goes into the elevator the first time and has the panic attack after he's been shot after or if you've not been shot but after well he i think he did get hit maybe maybe not but after he had that shootout with tuco uh, and he killed tuco uh and he gets into the elevator and has that panic attack for the first time that's really all i need to see because that that was impactful, seeing like you know here's this put together guy and everything, and then yeah, this is affecting him, and just seeing that one time because they do it a few different times, just seeing it that one time, it's like yeah, that's all I really need to see. That's that's I get it now. That like there are things underneath the surface that we're not seeing, and then he's more vulnerable than he would at first seem. Yeah, I don't know. It's just a, a bit. Uh, I mean, every show, even like The Wire, which I think is probably my favorite show, has a little bit of you know fat that can be trimmed. But I mean, it's. Yeah. I feel that it's all purposeful in The Wire. Like it's like they don't have enough time to tell all the stories. Whereas in Breaking Bad, it's like, eh, okay, let's see who haven't we uh, really touched on yet? Oh, uh, Jesse's family life. There we go. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Let's 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 visit uh, his parents. I'll tell you what, though. At least that has a really good payoff when um, when Saul goes in there to negotiate the sale of uh, of their house. And um, after watching Better Call Saul, too, it makes a lot of sense why he has such kind of contempt for this, uh, you know, more buttoned down, like, corporate type lawyer that uh, he's dealing with, uh, you know, where he does the whole thing. Um, He's like, oh, you know, I didn't, uh, I didn't see the uh, the meth lab in the basement, uh, you know, disclosed and all this stuff and everything. He's like, what, do, what do you think, counselor? Do you concur? <laughs> yeah, Saul is Saul is um, definitely, especially watching it again. It's very interesting 
to hear some of the stuff he has to say and to see kind of the road the roads that he's gone down it's it's a far cry from Jimmy McGill even now even where we're at now in Better Call Saul it's there is still a considerable amount of way he needs to go before he really becomes fully Saul Goodman um at least the the one that's in this show yeah that's for sure the other, uh, the other big story. Well, that's not a big story, but the other story that might be of uh, interest to our audience, I guess, is that uh, John Mulaney, uh, stand-up comedian, and his wife uh, have split after sixteen years of marriage. Or, I'm sorry, was it sixteen or six? Six years of marriage. Sorry. Yeah, I guess you said he wasn't tall enough. <laughs> yeah, she needed somebody taller, like Timothy Chalamet. I love that the the end of this people article says the couple shares a French bulldog petunia, which yeah, the, yeah which it comes up quite a bit yeah in his act, which I think is funny. Um, but I guess it was um, John's decision. Apparently, that's what I read too. I mean, who knows if what's actually the case or not? Yeah, because I know he he was having some substance abuse problems. He went uh, into rehab uh, and everything because he was you know, and that's. From what I've read, that's increasingly common amid quarantines and and everything with this pandemic. A lot of people, you know, are falling into bad habits of of old to kind of cope, which you know makes a lot of sense. Um, but I guess she just put out a statement that said, um, "Well, John put out a statement. He was like, you know, we've, you know, like that he confirmed that they're." Um, you know, filing for divorce or whatever, and he doesn't have any more comment. And I guess she said that uh, she's heartbroken that John's decided to end our marriage. Um, so I don't, I mean, like, yeah, I guess I, I when I first saw the story, I was like, oh, maybe it was too much for her, you know, with the, you know, the drug use and everything. But when I read that, I was like, hmm, is that, did they talk about it? And she was like, I'll agree to say that you ended it to for the sake of your career or was it really his decision? I don't know. It's it's weird. It's weird to have a statement where where she comes out and says that it's his decision. That that struck me as a little odd. Yeah, I don't know. It is kind of odd, but yeah, it's uh, I don't know. You know, he was in a dark place when he wrote for the uh, Seth Meyers show last year during the uh, pandemic. I mean, <laughs> and then there was like he was on there, and there was, I like, some people it. said it was like a. Yes. Yeah. Some people. <laughs> some people said it was like a weird, like a uh, you know, little thing he did about like the royal fam- family or whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know if he was on the drugs then or what, but uh, I mean, it is what it is. Yeah. I mean, if they're not in a good spot, why be together? Yeah, and that's the thing is that... you don't want to get Phil Hartman. Right. Oh God. Yeah, that's uh, that's the thing too. Is people will often be like, "Oh, it's such a tragedy." They're you know, this couple's getting divorced or whatever. And it's like, well, you know, no, no good marriage has ever ended in divorce. You know, like you might, you might have uh parts of your marriage that that's a good marriage, but you know, no one's like in a happy place. And they were like, Hey, let's get divorced. Just, for, you know, let's just do this. It's always, things are not going well uh, when people get divorced. So, you know, and they don't have any kids, so they don't have to worry about that. They can cut that bulldog in half or whatever they need to do. Who's gonna get the bulldog? I like. I feel like John 
will want the bulldog, but I don't know. I don't know how much she's. I mean, it's it. a bulldog. It depending on how old it is, it might not be that big of a decision either way. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I don't think they're very long living, unfortunately. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I, I read that and I was like, oh, you know, that's you know, that's. I, I hope everybody's okay in that situation because you know, I don't know. They're other. They're fellow human beings. Apparently, yeah. uh, apparently Ben Affleck and J-Lo uh, might be getting back together. And I don't know if you read that. No. That's the original. The original put their, their names together, right? Uh, maybe. But it could be. Benifer. I, I, think, yeah, I think that's where that's... Nice for people. I think that's where, they, that, where that started. Um, I, I'm sure there's stuff like, you know, years and years ago that was, you know, um, you know, like that kind of shit, but I just don't, I just don't know it off the top of my head. Like Farrah Fawcett and John Major. Yeah. Like Major Fawcett. <laughs> Hello, Major Fawcett. Uh, you know, I think about the, uh, the Fall Guy theme way more than I should. Cause he sings it. Does he? Yeah. That's him. That's him singing. Oh, that's funny. Cause he mentions Farrah Fawcett in it, I believe. Yeah, Lee Lee May. I said, and also, it's it also it's very bad, like like aggressively bad. It is aggressively bad. You're right. You know what's funny is I said John Major and I meant I meant uh, Lee Majors. Yes. Uh, but yeah, uh, one of the more valuable figures Andy had in uh, the four year old version. Right. Yeah, the Fall Guy theme is one of the worst themes ever. One thing. One theme. Yeah, it's that, pretty bad. Actually, I'm gonna. I'm going to find it. I'm going to play it for the audience here at the, at the risk of a copyright strike against us, against this podcast. I want to play this, uh, at least partially, uh, for the audience, because I feel like a lot of them probably don't know this, uh, this intro. Here we go. If anybody comes after us for the fall guy theme, then I've been seen with Farrah. I've never been with anything less than a man. I've been on fire with Sally Field Gone fast with a girl named Bo But somehow they just don't end up as mine It's a death-defying life I lead I take my chances I die for living in the movies and TV But the hardest thing I ever do Is watch my leading ladies it's so terrible. For those of you that aren't aware, The Fall Guy was a TV show where Lee Majors played a stuntman. Uh, and, you know, hence The Fall Guy. Uh, I think Marky Post And he also investigated crimes. Yeah. I think, I think Marky Post was on that show, too. You could be right. Uh, before you know, this was before Night Court, obviously. Before this, I never knew how many crimes occurred uh, in the uh, you know movie industry, especially relating around stunts. But for those of you that don't, for those of you that that couldn't quite hear that because the the quality wasn't great, the lyrics are: "Well, I'm not the kind to kiss and tell, but I've been seen with Farah. I've never been with anything less than a nine. So fine." I've been on fire with Sally Field, gone fast with a girl named Bo, but somehow they just don't end up as mine. And then it goes from there. And it's like, so he's like fucking, 
Basically just saying like, hey, you know, I fucked Farrah Fawcett, Sally Field, and Bo Derek. Just so you guys know. But he's not one to kiss until. No, and he's singing the song. It's him singing it. It's one, so it's, of, uh, one it's, of the worst it's ever. It's Bo saying what he thinks. <laughs> Bo knows the size of Lee Major's penis. Um, one. Hey, were you ever a big fan of uh, Who's the Boss? I mean... Uh, I was a fan of it, but I watched it because it was on every day. Yeah, that's. A, I was going to say, I don't know that I was a fan of it, but I've seen a lot of episodes of it. That just reminded me of, uh, there was this episode where like uh, Sam was in like a... Uh, college or something like that mm-hmm. or she and like so she wanted to like be like a sports reporter and so they have like a uh they have like a um contest you know to, to like you submit a tape and also tony was going for the same job but like uh in, in her video uh sam was interviewing uh bo jackson and then tony goes bodo sam which is like the most 80s like, <laughs> have heard of in your entire life oh my god that's the stupidest fucking thing i've heard then he ended up winning because he made his bullshit story up about when his daughter was born and he was like a, on a rain delay and he saw a rainbow like split the sky apart right when she was born. <laughs> split the entire sky apart. Yeah, it was a fucking lie. I saw the face of God. Right. And then, uh, then, and then Angela. Angela. Hey, I play a guy with my name and everything I'm in. Uh, Mona. <laughs> Samantha. Jonathan. Oh my god. You know what uh you know what theme song though I think is uh and it's it's just an instrumental, but I think people sleep on this theme song is uh Simon and Simon. Are you familiar with Simon and Simon's theme song? Never I don't even know what that is. Gra- uh Major Dad, isn't it? Uh it's him and his like it's supposed to be they're supposed to be brothers and they're detectives. You know, that was like every fucking show in the eighties is like in the late seventies was we solve crimes. Yeah. But listen listen to this theme song, right? <laughs> Guess who wrote that same song? Mark Post. Yep, that's right. Mike Post, but yes, that's Mike correct. Post. Yes, yeah, he, he's he does most of it. <laughs> how do you how do you feel about uh, a uh, a theme song with um with lyrics as, as opposed to one without? Uh, I think. And don't both- you feel like they're kind of moving away from theme songs? Like these days, like a lot for of shows sure. have like a fifteen second theme song. Oh yeah, for sure. the 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 era of the the good theme song is, I think been over for for a few years but uh i think both can be good um yeah i can't think of a recent show with a good theme song not even ones that like leave like breaking bad is like like 30 seconds if that it's not even that long i mean yeah 
The Wire is okay, and it's interesting because each each uh, series they do a different like person singing the same song. Okay. I think they did it with the Weeds as well, but I mean, it's eh. Have you ever heard the Millennium theme song? No. It's instrumental. Millennium is one of my favorite like sleeper shows. It was a late '90s show about a, a detective named Frank Black who uh, tried to solve Millenniumistic type crimes. Like it was all building towards like the year 2000. Here, okay. let me play a little bit of it. It's 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 amazing. All right. That's pretty good. I like that. Yeah, it really fits the vibe of the show, too. It's like when they're doing this, they're showing, like, you know, kind of disturbing images, almost like the show Sightings, but, like, you know, with, like, dead bodies and shit. Yeah, for sure. So the X-Files also had a really good theme. It's it's like certainly one. iconic. I mean, you, you know, if you hear, like, the first few, you know, notes of it, you know, oh, that's the X-Files. And, again, it was kind of like a haunting yet kind of, like, upbeat theme at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, I like that one. I like the X-Files one a lot. I liked that Millennium one a lot, too. Um you know, you know, I meant to say earlier that, like, at, as far as Breaking Bad goes, some of my favorite episodes are really, like, the more lighthearted ones. I mean, like, the ones with, like, you know, Cub, Cub, Cub what's Bilber's name? Uh, Cubby? Cubby, yeah. Cubble? Yeah, so, and and, uh, and the other guy, I, I forget his name. Um, Huel? Huel, Huel. Yeah, those are some of the funner episodes. I mean, you know, and, they, and like, with the ones, like, the, the, train, uh, the train heist one is pretty great up until the very end, but, I mean, you know, <laughs> yes. there's a lot, of, like, a lot of those episodes are, I think, are some of my favorite. Yeah, I like, I, I agree. I like, I like... Uh, Vince Gilligan really knows how to use comedians. Because, I mean, like, you know, like Bob Odenkirk, Bill Burr, even, uh, you know, one could argue, I think pretty successfully, Brian Cranston was, I mean, much more known for comedy than he was for drama before Breaking Bad. Yeah, the guy the guy who plays Huel was a comedian, too. Lavelle, uh, I can't remember his last name, but he he's also a comedian. And, and you know, they do great i mean he then and he they like i don't know if it's i don't know if he's just a big fan of comedy and you know he finds uh these these talented actors or or what but uh or if he just really knows kind of how to use them well but yeah bill burr is both very good in in some serious roles and then very good uh being funny too uh in the stuff that he does you know where else he shows up mike is the Mandalorian. I hear he's in the Mandalorian, yeah. And he's pretty good in that too. Because that's the thing. He's he is a Han Solo type uh in that world. And here's the thing, this is and this is why I think why the prequels don't work as well. Um and this isn't my theory, by the way, this is uh um uh Mason's theory. But um Nick Nick Mason's theory. But uh Star Wars needs uh like a a Harrison Ford type actor and a Han Solo type character. And by that, what he means is like Harrison Ford, the actor thought that most of the stuff they were doing in star Wars was dumb and didn't like, didn't buy into or understand the world. And the character also was the same way. Like Harrison Ford's, um, you know, famous quote about Star Wars is like he would s- said to George Lucas, "You, you sure you can write this crap, but you sure as hell can't say it." 
And it's like he that was like the attitude he had. And Bill Burr, it's like because there's especially nowadays, so many people. It's like, oh, I've grown up with Star Wars. I, oh, I love Star. I love all the characters. I want to kiss them, and like I love everything about it. And Bill Burr comes in. He's just like, you know, uh, do this. What the fuck? Like, and he, or he just you can tell he does not give a shit about the the world or the mythology. He doesn't read the books. You know that shit. And. Star Wars needs a character like that. Needs a character that that just basically goes against all the the shit that goes on in the show. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, I don't really like it, regardless, but I'm sure that's helpful. I think um, you would like the Mandalorian, though. I really do. Yeah, I don't want to support Disney in any way, though. So that's how it is. Disney, they own too much. Yeah. Um. Have you uh, did you see the Venom movie? No, I didn't either. But I did. Uh, the The sequel is called "A Leather Be Carnage," which features uh, probably my favorite character in all of comics, Carnage. Mm-hmm. He's like a spawn of Venom, who's like this like a uh, serial killer who like you know uh, goes on this rampage. And uh, I think the choice to play him is uh, probably the most. I, I I never would have even thought of this. It's like the most perfect choice. Uh, Woody Harrelson. Oh. I didn't because know. Lee Harrelson has played a serial killer before in uh, Natural Born Killers. He yep. was, he's 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 a really good actor. I really think people sleep on uh, Woody Harrelson. That, even back when like um when True De- the first True Detective came out, everybody was like applauding Matthew McConaughey. But Woody Harrelson really fucking held that whole series down. Yeah, absolutely. The whole season. I'm not British. Um, I mean, he's he's a really good. I've I've seen him in a lot. I mean, he's really good in uh, The People versus Larry Flint. Uh, he was one of the people, as we all know. All right. Um, I'm trying to think of actually, hey, he was Larry Flint. Actually, well, yeah, he was Larry Flint, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah, I completely forgot he played in that because I'm thinking of uh, him and other stuff. I don't really know. He was what else has he been in? I can't really think of a lot of stuff he's been in, but I, I've I've liked his acting and everything he's been in. Well, he was in Zombie Land. I know that. I he was he's okay in that. I didn't really. I'm not a big fan of zombies, and plus, Bill Murphy was in that too. So, J J K Simmons is going to be in this movie as J Jonah Jameson. Oh, nice. I heard he was in, um, more, like, I heard he hasn't been in, like, a lot of the more recent Spider-Man movies, like, mm-hmm. at the end of one of them he was in, because I was reading an article about it, but he's 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 a great actor, too, obviously. He's he's a perfect choice for, J, uh, for what's his name, J. Jonah Jameson. Yeah, for sure. I almost said he's a perfect choice for J.K. Simmons. <laughs> <laughs> he's almost the best choice for J.K. Simmons. That's Schillinger, asshole. Um, let's see, Woody Harrelson was in White Man Can't Jump, which is... A movie I like. I mean, a lot. that's an okay movie. He's good in it. I don't think it's a great movie. He was in Money Train too. Now that he went it, which I don't think I saw of Kingpin. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah. He's really he's he's hilarious in Kingpin. Uh, I'm trying to see what, what what's he been in recently? He wasn't. You know, he was in that solo movie. It was talking about uh, Star Wars. He's been in a Star Wars. Oh, movie. was he? Yeah. Oh. Um, I heard that wasn't very good. Wasn't he in No Country for Old Men? Yeah, he was. He was like a bounty hunter kind of guy. He's he's great in that too. I mean, he's like I said, everything I see him in, and he just like even the preview, he, he looks he looks amazing in this. So I I think I'm actually gonna go see this, and I think it's gonna be at the theater. So I should be double vaccinated by then. So nice. you know, the government will be able to track me to the theater, but I mean, still I should be able to go. I think. Yeah, for sure. What um what so did you, you got your first shot? Uh yeah, like I, my second one's on the twenty first. Would you go with Pfizer? Moderna? Yeah. Yeah, that's what they had at uh, Kroger. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, I think we talked about this. I got the, the Moderna. Yeah, one. we did. I, yeah, and they're both pretty good. Yeah, I mean, they're they're about the same. I mean, Pfizer's slightly 
better, but who's I, counting? I agree. It's a Michigan company too. No, I, I, I think, I think percentage wise, it was just like a, a one or two percent higher. I mean, who's to say if that's even the same now? Yeah, but it's a Michigan company too. I really wanted the Pfizer one, but Moderna was what they. I, I got mine at CVS, and that's what they had. So. Yeah, that's just what they had too. I mean, I I probably would have gone with the Moderna. I didn't want the Johnson and Johnson because I don't think it's as effective. Like it's like sixty percent supposedly. Yeah. yeah. The 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 um, the mRNA. I'm really I'm really hyped about the mRNA technology. Not only for the uh, vaccines and stuff like that, but the, some of the stuff they're talking about being able to do with some of the diseases they'll be able to cure it, and you know things like uh, paralysis and stuff like that. They might be able to have effective treatments against using this. Uh, Technology. I'm really excited about what they can do with this technology. Yeah. But uh, but yeah. So I, I really wanted to get one of the mRNA ones, which is the Moderna and the Pfizer. So I was I was happy I was able to get one of those. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, you know, I mean, I'm just happy we're. They, you know, it's crazy how quickly they made them, which I know makes a lot of people like nervous. But I mean, from what I've read, they tested the same amount they normally would have during any other vaccine trial, just at a much quicker rate. Yeah. What, um, what do you think is like, so from everything that I've read, we're coming towards the end of this stuff, like by the summer, because of the vaccinations and everything, at least in this country, numbers are going way down. And this summer is probably going to start to look a lot more normal than it has for the past, you know, year or two or whatever. And hopefully as more and more people get vaccinated, uh, Maybe it will get more and more normal. What's what's like one or two things that you think will never be the same again? Not necessarily that it's bad that they'll never be the same again, but just even after, you know, we kind of get through this coronavirus thing that, you know, will just have been changed. I think this is a real kick to the, uh, you know, the uh, idea that you have to go to a theater to see movies. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think it, I think this is really like a piling on of like the decl- the slow, you know, decline of uh, movie theaters. You always have, you know, uh, like the Alamo Draft House type thing where mm-hmm. people go and like, you know, they want to watch a movie on the big screen. You're always going to have those people. But I mean, honestly, as, as we've discussed ad nauseum, there's, I mean, what's better than watching uh, something at your house? I mean, people just buy bigger TVs is what will happen. They yeah. won't, you know, it's. Yeah, exactly. My wife and I were at uh, BJ's, uh, and they had like a TV that was like a 4K TV. It was like 60 inches. It was like $600, and it looked like it looked more real than seeing something in front of your face. That's how like you know how high detail it was. Exactly, and that's the thing is with the the advent and surround sound and stuff like that. Um, the if you took like if you if you're a person that likes to see a lot of movies, like a lot of new first run movies if you took all the money you spent on concessions and movie tickets for a you know the course of a year and spent that instead on like you said like a 60 inch 70 inch uh 4k or 8k television uh with a surround sound system i mean it's about the same amount of money and you'll get years and years of use out of that right or even if not the next round will be even less expensive right exactly it's just it's becoming, like you said, it's becoming more and more. I think movie theaters will always exist, probably, or at least uh, for our lifetime. Um, but fewer, yeah, but I mean, it'll be like you know, like a uh, like an art house kind of thing. I think. Yeah, people people will go out there for like the event, and movie tickets will probably be more expensive because it'll be like a night out kind of thing. Um, or it'll include an instant download as well. 
Right. Yeah, exactly. But I would much rather watch movies in uh, in my house. I I'm glad that uh, uh, that HBO Max is doing. Oh, you know, I did watch something that was new ish. I watched uh, Tenet. Uh, oh, how was that? It was bad. It was not a good movie. Huh. I like That's I like I like Christopher Nolan Nolan movies a lot, but this one it just like. It felt like so. I mean, first of all, there's there's a lot of problems with the the main conceit of the movie, which I don't know if people know about this. So spoilers or whatever for the movie Tenet, but it's uh, somebody in the future has discovered a way to reverse the entropy of objects, and they're essentially sending them back in time uh, instead of cause and effect. It's effect and, and cause. Um, but uh, you know, so things are are reversed entropy. So like bullets will be like reverse shot. Uh, or if you throw them down on, if you throw them down on a table, then instead they, they move up into your hand. And there are some problems with the, the main conceit of that, but even, even getting past all that and suspending your disbelief for that stuff. Um, and which I didn't think was handled the best in the movie, but even suspending your disbelief from that stuff, a lot of this movie, instead of feeling like a cohesive narrative with, uh, you know, a really strong narrative drive, it felt like this scene happens, now this scene happens, now this scene happens, now this scene happens. And it just it just felt like one after another, this, you know, this is a thing that happened. And I didn't really feel the cohesiveness of it. It doesn't help either that the sound design is so weird on this movie, the... The soundtrack is really pumped up and you can't hear what a lot of characters are saying a lot of times. I had captions on, which, you know, obviously helped. But even then it was like, I don't, it's hard to follow this shit. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of like a Christopher Nolan thing, I guess, but maybe it just wasn't executed at all. I wonder if there'll be like some cut footage that makes it make more sense. Yeah, maybe. Uh, And... I just, it was like, it wasn't the worst movie I've ever seen. It still had really high production value. There was some interest. It's Christopher Nolan, so he's a good filmmaker. And there was still, you know, it's still a well-made film, and there was still some interesting ideas in it. I just didn't, I didn't think everything, I didn't think everything was put together exactly a, a satisfying way. There were some things I, I kind of got the idea of, you know, what's like. There are things that, you know, they don't necessarily f- go fully into. Uh, but you, some things happen in the movie, and then as you go farther in the movie, it's like, oh, now I understand why that happened because that's um, that was a thing that was from the future, then they got sent to the past. Because sometimes, because not only can they do it with objects, but sometimes people can can reverse their entropy and go backwards too, apparently. Um, and so some of that obviously happens throughout the movie. Somebody said, and I thought this would be a more interesting idea, if the movie went, if you went halfway through the movie and it was, you know, it going forward, and then the second half of the movie went backward and you ended up where you started from, uh, but everything made sense. I think if they built the plot that way, uh, that ties in more with the theme that they're trying to go for, and I think that might have been a better way to build the movie. 
but I think there were, I think there were some key like building block things that, that weren't exactly right in my opinion. Anyway, I mean, I'm not, you know, Christopher Nolan's a great filmmaker. I'm, you know, obviously he's, uh, knows a lot more about cinema than I do, but from my opinion, that's, uh, I think there were some fundamental missteps. Yeah, I don't know that I'll see it. I mean, maybe at some point, but I did watch uh, The Predator, uh, or I guess it's just called oh. Predator again over the week. Uh, that's a fun movie. Lost Predators. Um, there is a sequel that, you know, I, the first time I saw it, I didn't like it, but I saw it again and it wasn't as bad. Which one? Predator 2? Predator is Predator's oh, okay. not, uh, well, you said Los, I thought you were going with the Predator 2, Predator's. No, right. I, I, I was, talk, like five, I was talking about the uh, Archie versus the Predator thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. I forgot all about that, though. I do have it framed. Remember that, the, bar, uh, that bar was called what? Los Predados. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that the Adrian Brody one, the one, the Predators one? Yes. Oh, yeah, that one's not bad. It's a fun action movie. I mean, I don't really go to a Predator movie expecting like to be you know wowed by like the uh, intricate plot lines right. or bullets going backwards or anything. Right. Yeah, predators going backwards through time. I think it was it was a fun reveal when I because I didn't know anything about this movie before I watched it, so it was a fun reveal. And it's not the climax of the movie or anything, so I mean, but it's still spoilers, I guess, if you haven't seen Predators. But it was, I think, it was a fun reveal when it was like, oh, they're not on Earth. <laughs> yeah, that was a neat part where like he looks up and there's two moons in the sky. So it's like even if we defeat these predators, um. Uh, you know how the fuck are we getting back to Earth? Yeah, I don't know. I I don't remember what happens in that movie. Well, spoilers for Predators. Uh, but they defeat the Predators, but uh, they don't end up actually getting off the planet, and uh, they prepare because more um more people get shot down or whatever to be like fucking hunted. So there's another hunting party coming. So I guess it's like uh you know maybe we'll get a second chance at this and then um. You know, it just kind of ends. So it's like it's like sort of cliffhangery, I guess. But they never bring it up again when they when they had the that re remake of the Predators. Or I think it was just I think so. I think the first one's called Predator, and then yes. I I think the most recent one, the one that's really bad, is called The Predator. I think. Yeah, I think they had a remake. I didn't really see it. Um, it's but bad. from Matt saw it, he said it was bad. Yeah, it's really bad. But um, a lot of people speculated maybe Adrian Brody would show up in that one, or maybe he'll show up in a a future one or something. Man, I didn't think he was bad. I mean, obviously he's above that acting wise, but yeah, yeah, it's it's weird to see him as an action star, but um, but it was it was interesting, and having like having a serial killer, uh, you know, there was also interesting. Yeah, it's, it's it's just how are the predators that like you know uh, perceptive? I guess is my question. But I right, uh, the <sighs> predator knows your your deepest darkest secrets. I guess. Well, anyway, that is uh, that's our show for the night, Mike. You got anything else you want to say? No, I don't. All right. Well, then we will see you next time. Bye. See you next time. <laughs>